millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Call the cops, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Karen Benzema bagged a memorable hat-trick and Scott Carlson ensured Man City kept a clean sheet. It's Thursday, 10th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. Hello, everybody. What a thrilling Thursday it already is. My goodness. Last night, we had some glorious Champions League action. We will get to that. But as we got into the studio, breaking news, Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned. Now, of course, uh, those of you who have listened to this would have perhaps got a, a little bit more information by the time this podcast has come out. But we have to start with that because this is huge news, gentlemen. We will yeah. get to Karen Benzema and his glorious hat-trick in a short while. But yes, all his UK assets have been frozen. Um, Chelsea can still operate under a special license, but for now the sale is on hold. I mean, Jim, we were hearing uh, of various different buyers that were yeah. were interested in Chelsea uh, from from all around the world, but suddenly this. It's absolutely fascinating, isn't it? I, mean, I think we'd all got to the point where we just sort of thought this wouldn't happen. Mm. Um, and still, it's very, very unclear what this will mean in the in even the short term for Chelsea, let alone the long term. Um yeah. 
it's it's fascinating. Boris Johnson said to ensure the club can continue to compete and operate, we are issuing a special license that will allow fixtures to be fulfilled, staff to be paid, and the existing ticket holders to attend matches, while crucially depriving Abramovich or Abramovich of benefiting from his ownership of the club. I know this brings some uncertainty, but the government will work with the league and clubs to keep football being played while ensuring sanctions hit those intended. Football clubs are cultural assets and the bedrock of our communities. We're committed to protecting them. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he always so does that. He does do yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. can't help it. Yeah. Um, but that that. That last bit is is the important bit, really, isn't it? I think that does give some indication that they're not going to be completely hung out to dry. Yes. Um, while at the same time, the, the, these sanctions are going to be pretty severe. We're still a little bit unclear about whether away fans can te- attend games mm. if they haven't already bought tickets, yeah. which is actually going to put some of Chelsea's opponents at a disadvantage if that is the case. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if they haven't already bought tickets, it seems that they're not allowed to sell new tickets. So existing ticket holders, mm-hmm. it appears, are, are, are allowed to go. But going forward, it will just be season ticket holders rather than selling anything new because he can't be seen to to profit from it. Well, I, so mean, the, I mean, look, we can't pretend to know everything that's going to happen because it is just a, an absolutely unprecedented mm-hmm. happening, really, yeah. in, in, in football. And we'll, we'll see how it, it, it rolls out. But yeah, it's... Um, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. There are so many angles to it. Of course, you, you think of not just the sale of the club itself, mm-hmm. um, player transfers, yep. which can't happen out as well as in. Because they can't, this Chelsea Football Club can't make money at the moment, is basically. Yes. So even merchandise. Like they can't sell anything. Yeah. That, that's where, that's yeah. where we are yeah. at, at the moment. So it is, it's a remarkable uh, uh, situation. The Treasury statement declared that Abramovich had a close relationship with Vladimir Putin for decades, in their words, which included getting financial and material benefits from the Kremlin itself. Um, so, yes, he did, uh, also um, the statement says, you know, he owns and exercises effective control over Evraz, a steel manufacturing and mining company, which the Treasury has said um, is or has been involved in destabilising Ukraine, which is a severe uh, allegation or or, well, or statement, really? Yeah, you know. So, I mean, it, it was the other week, of course, when Chelsea released their statement, which we all thought was a bit wishy-washy and um, uh, sort of um, general, to say the least. And but, but it's, it's escalated quickly, hasn't it? Well, it has. That, I think that if looks you a look, desperate act now, doesn't if, it? If you look yes. from the initial Chelsea statement mm-hmm. and the initial position of. Abramovich, that the club's not for sale, mm. to handing it over to trustees, yep. to three days later saying he's going to sell it. Mm. This is a situation that has escalated rapidly. Well, they don't know and what's going to happen, Andy. No, no they, they we, don't. We're sat here saying we're, we're not us, sure. None and of they, us are, can they are scrambling away because they don't know what's happening. You, you talked about how the listeners will probably know more by the time they've heard this. In a week, what's it going to look like? Mm. We've we've absolutely yeah. no idea. It's never there's there's so many, it, it hasn't. It's unprecedented, and there's so many angles to it. Mm. Well, I, I mean, you know, watch this space as we all will. Of course, it'll be interesting to say to see rather uh, what Tuchel says this evening because they're yeah. playing a I game mean, of it, football. Absolutely, he's been Tuchel's been really good on this as well. And the, the difference now between you know between now and half an hour ago when we're sort of gearing yeah. up to talk about the the, the the frankly the cavalcade of prats who are like seemingly lining up to bid for Chelsea mm. it's so so different so there's a there's a billionaire who's married to Holly Valance and there's that Woody Johnson fella that one seemed like a prank oh yeah you know? hey I'm Dick Penis Cut I'd like to buy your soccer team <laughs> like it, 
like suddenly it all started to go a bit football and a bit silly and a bit normal again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The sanction actually happened. I'm still still slightly shocked by it. Nice to hear Holly Valance's name. Though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Something we can all agree on at least, Andy. Um, well, there we are. As I say, watch this space and we'll see how that story develops. But no doubt, in uh, you know, tomorrow we'll probably have more stuff to talk about on the ramble. The next mm-hmm. week it is utterly intriguing. Um, but yes, they do have a game tonight. But gentlemen. Let's talk about last night's action uh, in the Champions League, of course. We have to start with Real Madrid 3, Paris Saint-Germain 1. It was 3-2 on aggregate. Paris Saint-Germain are out again. You see what happens if you get rid of Tuchel. It's a, like a wonderful seasonal occurrence, isn't it? It's like the Northern Lights. Yeah. <laughs> the, the PSG bottle job. They did get to the final under Tuchel. They though. did, and you, they you, bottled it. You, 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 know, you know when you go on a, a Northern Lights tour, Jim? Never um, been on one. That, well, if, if, you, if you go on one and you don't see the Northern Lights... Yeah. You can go back for free as many times mm. until you actually see it happen. So oh, if wow. you go to the Parc de France and don't see them get knocked out of the Champions League in the knockout stage, <laughs> yeah. will they let you come again to Quite a Champions possibly. League knockout stage yeah. game for Quite free? Uh, I do, the way they count the pennies, I would imagine not. No, <laughs> well, I mean, look, let's let's. It, it goes to something, doesn't it? Where the neutral was waxing lyrical about plucky Real Madrid yeah. coming back against PSG. This is the space Paris Saint-Germain occupy now in the, the sort of the, the football landscape. Yeah. It's like we can completely overlook the fact that Real Madrid are actively trying to destroy this competition. Yes, yes. yes. And um, their own domestic league. Well, and, and in due course, when the, champ- the Champions League changes, I mean, you could say they've been quite successful at sort of uh, ruining the competition mm. as well. It's old money versus new money, isn't yeah. it, essentially? And people have picked old money. Yeah. But I, I think <laughs> people love familiarity, don't exactly. they? We're slaves to it in some regards, you know. But, uh, I mean, you can't deny old Karen Benzema. I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but my goodness, he knows where the goal is. Scored a 17-minute hat-trick, of course. Uh, his third came 10 and a half seconds after the kick off following his, his it second. It was absolutely phenomenal, that. that but is... The thing is, you, you knew yeah. when Madrid equalised mm. that the tide had turned. And they massively. knew because the way and, they yeah. pressed them. Yeah. <laughs> they, pre- they got Luka Modric and they're pressing. Oh, Jesus, Luka that... Modric. The, 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 <laughs> he was an absolute magician yesterday. I mean, mm. and that's that's not unusual, is it? But he is 36 years old yep. and the way he's still gliding through midfields is it's yeah. fantastic. He's the same age as Scott Carlson. The, the, he is. The, the, the amazing thing is, though, when you get the... I don't want to say sympathy Ballon d'Or, but the symbolic Ballon d'Or, yeah. which has been so unusual in the modern era because mm-hmm. it's been Messi and Ronaldo the whole time. Yeah. That that tends to be, right, you've had your time and yeah. that's your lot. The weird thing is, he's been better in the years since he's won the Ballon d'Or mm. than he was in the year that he won the Ballon d'Or and the years before that. Because he's a real deal. Before that. He is truly ageing like a fine wine, isn't he? I think mm-hmm. that's... that's uh, the, but do you think that's it though? Because... He thinks to himself, right, well, he's he's aware... Because when a player gets into their 30s, depending on who it is and, and you know, how they've treated their body and, and their physical prowess or limitations, um, you know, were they a pacey player, were they not, da 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 There is maybe a little period where a player is trying to work that out and thinking, oh, can I still charge around the place? Whereas actually when you get to moderate stage, you think, actually, do you know what? I... I really know what I'm good at mm. and I really need to play to those strengths yeah. and maybe not try and compensate for the lack of pace or physicality. Yeah. Or well, I think he's very professional mm. and also he's never been a flash player, has he? Yeah. Like, he's a talented player that doesn't do unnecessary tricks and skills. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, so he's not just... a gobbler of goals and assists. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is he? He's, yeah. He sometimes talks it, crap off doesn't the pitch, hold him but, back. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he was fantastic. But anyway, um, 
you could tell, as you said, even when Madrid equalised, mm-hmm. the, the tide was turning. You could see it happening. Yeah. And PSG crumble in front of that. And they seem to do it every single time. They, uh-huh. they, it's, Luke talks about it a lot. There's a sense in a game where the tide starts to swing. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. Nobody can do anything about mm-hmm. it, right? And that's absolutely right. Uh, but with PSG, it's chronic. Mm. It, it's, it's a phenomenal thing to see happen. Because even when Madrid were 3-2 up, PSG seemed to be really worried about conceding again mm. rather than trying to score. Yeah, they didn't look like they were going to going to get a winner. Their heads just went. But you're right, the, the, the gap between the gap between goals 2 and 3 as you were pointing out Jim mm. is almost a parody of Paris Saint-Germain mm. in, in in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I, I, people will never say this out loud because you, you know, the, the, when you discuss a game the need is to justify a result. And they you were, say it now. Go on, they, say it now. They were really good for the first hour. They were. Yeah, they were. Well, they, really they, they played Madrid very well, didn't they? They yeah. just hit them on the counter. Right. It was simple, but it worked. In, in in the, what would it be, 180 minutes, for 150 of them, Paris Saint-Germain were easily on top. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that, that's what we're dealing with in the first leg. You know, it was it was a case of when will they score? Because Real Madrid, I mean, the people were saying, what on earth has happened to Real Madrid? Mm. This is the side who have won the most Champions Leagues and or, or in European Cups in history. They've gone over to Paris and tried to defend and play for a nil-nil. Yeah. And they were close to getting it. And Mbappe scores late on. And I said it at the time, they really celebrated that as if yeah. they'd gone through. They thought, ah, oh, we've got the, there we go. And, and it's all plain sailing now. They go one nil up, and 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 you know Mbappe scores a great goal. I mean, away gives the keeper the yeah, body swerve. Ball in the net three times. Didn't well, he? he did, yeah, and and rightly ruled out. But yeah. that first goal, the way he played, I mean, he could have had a couple more. I mean, it was some some decent goalkeeping uh, from Courtois saves. Yeah. Perhaps you maybe would expect him to save, but still credit where credit's due. It was absolutely elite that finish, wasn't it? Because yeah. there is a difference between running at like kind of more regular defenders and David Alaba, and then having to beat. Courtois, but he mm-hmm. the way he fainted mm. to sort of trick Alaba and gave uh, gave Courtois the eyes and opened up his body and then you know struck to his to his near post yeah. was again elite. It, it looks a simple finish, but it's he's had to do so much to beat those two players there without even actually touching the ball. Completely, it's just just brilliant. But I think coming back to what you were saying, mm. Marcus, um, about how they were on top for most of the game, I think the issue they have is that in that period where Madrid turned it around mm. and they did start turning the screw and they got on top, they only really face that once a year. Yeah. I know it's a thing <laughs> that we say every year, it becomes such a cliche that they don't mm. face like tough enough op- opposition to be ready when this happens. Mm-hmm. But it appears to be true. I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. No? I don't think that's true. I think it's... They have all the tools to get through it. Mm. We know they have all the tools to get yeah. through it. It's, it's playing the occasion. Because that's, that's, what, I, that's, that's what I mean, though, right? Because they don't—they're not really in well, a situation. But you could, say, to a lesser extent, you could say that about maybe Bayern Munich. You know, at times when they've romped home in the Bundesliga, you know, they don't struggle with this mm. kind of thing. But I mean, the, the, old the fact, money, though, isn't it? It's old money. Do you see? You know, we stand with old money, Andy. But the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, if if Donnarumma doesn't mess around there, it may well have gone through. Yeah, it was interesting hearing Pochettino's take on it. Afterwards, he thought it was a foul. Yeah, which... oh, that have been that have been chalked off of VAR. Oh, what have killed you? That would have been. Yeah, it, it would have been a killjoy. But you, you wouldn't be close. that surprised, though, would you? Yeah, it was. It was. It was close. Yeah. If if the referee had given it, I would have understood. Well, he didn't, Andy. No, he did. Yeah. He didn't. And either way, Donnarumma shouldn't have been mucking about with it. No, no. Like, it was like a that. absolute gift at the worst possible time. Yes. It? It really was, and it's like a, yeah. And Benzema himself, I mean, he knows no limits. He's the first player to score in eighteen successive calendar years in the Champions League, two thousand and five, 
to 2022. What a run. He is belatedly, very belatedly getting his flowers, isn't he? He, he is. is. And, well, and, and right enough, because he was, you know, Ronaldo's, uh, did, did Ronaldo's dirty work on the pitch so often and a touch underrated Benzema, you might say, in his career, Andy. Still top scorer. For a couple of years now, he's been the top scoring Frenchman in the history of the Champions League. Let that sink in. Yeah, that's huge. That uh, and, and he's bringing that he's bringing that number up. I mm-hmm. mean, presumably Mbappe will overtake him at yeah. at some point. Presumably when he reaches about thirty, but yeah. still, it, it, it was absolutely glorious stuff. The, the finish... Lovely bloke by all accounts as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jim's words, not the, the official line of the football ramble. Um, but it's the first time a Champions League side has conceded. Three in less than 17 minutes since PSG did it when they lost 6-1 to Barcelona. Uh, another stat for you, PSG have been eliminated four times after winning the first leg in the Champions League knockout stage since 2011. More than any other team in that period, just to add a little bit more weight to all that uh, PSG bottle job so some have Some have suggested that this was a worse capitulation than the remontada at Barcelona. What are you saying? No, 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 no. I don't think, so. think that will ever be topped. Although the funny thing about that is that they responded by buying Neymar. And it's happened again. <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> what do they do now? They'll buy, they'll well, buy Mbappe. No, that happen again in... No, no, no. Oh, sell Mbappe. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't yeah. work, so you do the opposite. Lost my mind there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, you sell a player to the team that beat you and then maybe... Yeah. I don't know. Something's got to work, surely. Get Tuchel back. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the answer. But yeah, I mean, Good news from Man United, though, isn't it? Very good news. Yes, indeed it Pochettino is. Pochettino will probably be available sooner. Well, I'll tell you now. what. I mean, some. it's funny, actually, because some are saying that he might face the sack now. And others are saying, no, 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 it's fine. He's, Leonardo apparently has said no. He's, he's Leonardo's opinion no longer counts. That That's the issue. That's the issue okay. here. So You say uh, that as if you've got beef with him. Obviously. <laughs> well, I, I don't. But, like, the, the idea, because he's... Um, very charming in the in the English media, like it gives this impression that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a false impression. So you're not, you don't and rate him as a also no, and also his transfer window, which mm. people were lauding as the best ever, because he got. Um, it's really difficult because you know you want to do the inverted commas with your fingers, and this is an audio medium. But when he got, you know where the commas go, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he got Donnarumma for. <clears throat> Free. Yeah. When he got Sergio Ramos for <clears throat> free. Yeah. When he got uh, Gini Wijnaldum for free. All that sort of stuff. People were saying, oh, and Messi, of course, it's, it's, it's the greatest transfer window ever. There was never any sense of how this might fit together. And also, you've got to look at the Kylian Mbappe situation. And the fact is, when Nasser Al-Khalafi, the president of PSG, little mm-hmm. boyed him and said, you know what? I know your job is to sign players and renegotiate contracts but I don't trust you to get the Kylian Mbappe deal done. Mm. So you know what? I'm going to do that mm. from now on. That is the point mm-hmm. where the president said, you know what? You're not the magician that mm. people thought you were. I don't believe in you anymore. And since then, the clock has been ticking on Leonardo. He has felt like he's really, really under pressure. You can tell that from the way he expresses himself in the French and international media. And so when he comes out and says something like this, mm-hmm. the club do not care what you think. If they are going to sack Pochettino, mm. which they will, it's only a question of when. Mm. It, it, it might be before the end of this podcast. Let's hope not. <laughs> it might be before the end of this week. I certainly think it will be before the end of this season and it will definitely be before the end of before his contract the end of the season. in 2023. Well, the thing is, if you're planning for next season, which is what they're doing now, they're mm. 13 points clear at the top of the league. Yeah, yeah. Why not give the new man in uh, a, a, a period to bet in? I, I think there's something to be said for that. He's clearly 
had a time there that he's not really enjoyed. Mm. The one thing that I can't get on board with is certain groups of Manchester United fans, for example, on yeah. Twitter going, look at him. He had um, Neymar, Messi and Mbappe and he couldn't even win the Champions League. We don't want him anywhere near Manchester United. That shows a complete lack of no, understanding well, of course, of course, yeah. how he works. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, the reason they haven't won the Champions League yeah. is because he's had to fit all those yeah. into the same team. Yeah. It's very strange seeing Messi just look like a regular player, isn't it? He mm. does look very ordinary and mm. it was, it's, it's just odd. Well, I mean, we, we, we forgot he was there at times. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same with Ronaldo at times yeah. at Manchester United. You know, you, they they couldn't. It's apparent now they couldn't go on forever yeah. at, at the very very top, but they're still operating. You know, in in the Champions League and so on, so they're but, not uh, doing too badly. But Andy, who 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 do you think PSG could could go for after Pochettino? It'll be Zidane. It will be Zidane, Wait. despite the fact that um, recently he was opening a sports centre in Marseille and while he was giving his speech... Is that what he's doing these like, days? Loads of, loads of locals were shouting, don't go to Paris! Don't go to Paris! <laughs> and sort of drowning him out. See, I heard some people were saying, give it Zizou till end of season. That's what I heard. <laughs> but there we are. Well, speaking of um, Big NASA, by the way, at PSG, apparently him and Leonardo uh, reportedly went down to the referee's dressing room and tried to force their way in. Uh, they were asked to leave but blocked the door and uh, uh, and, and and NASA hit one of the uh, the referee's uh, equipments because of the anger about the, not, de- not, the decision. Not, not the fourth not. official's subs board. I, I mean, I, so, we right? can't put up with that. I really hope not put up with that. Hit one of the equipments. <sighs> Odd. I, li- I like the thought that he like smashed the referee's board over his knee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, well, also, there, there would be no trying. I mean, if Leonardo wanted to bust into the referee's room he'd, he'd do it he's got experience in that area oh my goodness yeah well there we are apparently there are claims that Real Madrid were recording an episode of Inside Real Madrid when this happened so it yes, please. could all be on camera don't get one over an old money do you know that's the lesson now <laughs> the hell's always wins yeah. Jim. <laughs> it turns out it only goes wrong when uh, Sergio Ramos is filming documentaries at Champions League well, games maybe he was filming he wasn't playing was he yeah. oh he knows the club almost feels um, like he got himself sent off in advance <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens at this ground for these yeah. games there's no point I don't want to be a part of this at all um, yes there, there was a, there was one downside to the match of course Steve McManaman kept calling Michael Owen Mo um, yeah. in the, in the Why? broadcast yeah. Why? it's a compliment isn't it being compared to Salah little Mo yeah maybe yeah. Well, did you see that thing was it the Champions League tweeted a picture a topless picture of Mo Salah was that the other night wasn't it is that right yeah more of that please um, uh, anyway before we go for a break uh, if you want more on Real Madrid versus Paris Saint-Germain from last night get over to Football Ramble Presents today for On the Continent David Cartledge is joining Dotton and Andy uh, so there'll be more chat about uh, the, the scenes that happened last night uh, and so on and so forth so there we are alright everybody let's have a quick break and after which we'll talk about Manchester City and Scott Carson Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. There's more to Irish history than St. Patrick. And Shane Todd and Hazel Hayes are here to tell you all about it on We're Not Fucking Historians, the Irish history podcast with a few facts and plenty of crack, like the legendary Irish warrior Cúchulainn. Some sources say he killed the dog by driving a hurling stone down its throat. Now, he's six. Hazel, (laughs) did someone say the naughty step? Jesus, someone, someone went to bed without <laughs> supper, didn't they? Someone <laughs> called Super Nanny because he's at it again. Or Ned Kelly, Australia's infamous Irish-born bush ranger. Punishment was imprisonment with or without hard labour. I'd, I'd prefer without. If possible. <laughs> yeah. If it's going. Do you, have, do you have any without hard labour? Yeah, can I have the without labour substitute, please? Can, can, I I, get, can I get the hard labour on the side? Can I get almond um, <laughs> instead of hard labour, please? Search We're Not Historians. That's We're Not Historians in your favourite podcast app for weekly episodes every Tuesday. Let's see what these people have said about it. Amazing. The Times. <laughs> Whoa. New York Times. A lot of times. <laughs> Great, Hazel herself. We're not fucking historians. Is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Oh my goodness! It is. It is tremendous. It's tremendous. I'm going to get the window here. It's not Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> not Jermaine Defoe, everybody, but it is the Football Ramble. Welcome back, and it's time for emails. You know if you've got an email to show at footballramble.com, do it for Sven. I said you've got an email to show at 
because of your extremely disturbing dance during that yeah. spells, we're going to have to go straight to this email from David and put it all behind <laughs> us. Thank you, David, for butting in. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Further to your discussion on Tuesday about Shaka Hislop deservedly mm. getting the freedom of Newcastle, I just wanted to confirm what it means. Newcastle is one of the very few cities that has open fields in the city centre. Freemen of the city can graze their cattle upon mm. it if they wish. The first thing I'd do is buy a cow and let it loose on the wide open fields. Well, I'll tell you what, David, that would be a mistake because students in the area have been known to get involved in cow tipping. Mm. I don't understand why the cows don't just run away. Because <clears throat> they're cowards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you know, speaking of like parks and animals and so on, there's a city in Ecuador called Guayaquil down south and they have Parque Iguanas or whatever, you know, basically Iguanas Park. And it is this t- little thing right in the centre of the city, and there's iguanas everywhere in it. Right. And I think it shows you the maturity of the people in that in that country, because as my friend said to me when we were there, he went, well, that's, this wouldn't happen back home, right? <laughs> he went, well, I mean, I know I would get pissed up, pop down here and tuck one under the arm and take it home. <laughs> <laughs> Zero, but zero. amazing. So, yeah, get yourself yeah. over to Wyoming. Yeah. Also, uh, don't steal iguanas. And I'd like to apologise to the cow community for victim, sh- uh, victim shaming them. Um, <laughs> Anonymous <laughs> is back. Oh. Again, don't think it's them. Um, it's but the Canadian know. fella or, or lady. Who knows? Uh, in regards to the Halifax Wanderers talk, as boring as it sounds, I agree with both sides of the argument. It's certainly quantity over quality. I'm a non-Canadian who worked for the Wanderers in their first official season in the CPL and from a lot of home and away supporters I talked to, they admitted that the atmosphere in Halifax was one of the best in the country. So the noise is great, but the quality of the, of the songs is pretty atrocious. <laughs> I 100% agree with the need for new songs or a rival supporters section, which could potentially be called the Ramblers, mm. obvious pod connection, but also very similar to Wanderers. Anyway, by both of those previous emails left out the best bit where the Wanderers had a Trinidadian player called Elton John. Mm. He's unfortunately no longer at the club, though. Also, the home field has a slight bump all the way down the middle from goal to goal. So improvements to be made. <laughs> Just was the slight kick bump... it down the little valley, right? Yeah, Surely. I reckon. Was the slight bump all the way down the middle from goal to goal known as the yellow brick road? Yes. Yes. It should be. It should be. Well, there we are. I think I'm enjoying all this uh, Halifax Wanderers mm. nonsense. Get involved. Chat footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Some would some would say, if they were cynical, that maybe these anonymous mm. emailers are uh, a series of people working for the club trying to squirrel a sponsorship deal. Mm. Well, they're idiots because they're using us, if that's the case, and that's not going to be fruitful at all, Andy. I meant from us. Oh, from us. No, we, again, even more stupid. You're not, you're not fancy part of a Canadian team? Yeah, if it's for free, yes. <laughs> You under, I think you overestimate our spending power. <laughs> oh dear! Speaking of spending power, gentlemen, Manchester City zero, Sporting Club de Portugal zero. Of course, it was five nil in aggregate. The damage was done in Lisboa. Uh, Manchester City uh, progressed to the last eight without any hiccups at all. The best thing about the evening was Pep Guardiola bringing on Scott Carson for the last sort of twenty minutes. Uh, immediately called into action, uh, made a great save, and, and he ensured the clean sheet. Jim, he did. He did. It's lovely to see him. Oh, come you on. You forget he's there. And like, I forget he's there about every two weeks. Mm. And then I remember he's going, oh, it's it, Carson there. It's the epitome of a lovely old job. Andy. It really is. It always disappoints me that it's not still Stuart Taylor. But, you know. Oh, Stuart Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. It's his second Champions League appearance, of course. His debut uh, was almost 17 years ago for Liverpool against Juventus when he was 19. You can forget Scott, Scott Carson 
uh, was there um, at Liverpool back in the day. That feels pub quizzy, doesn't it? Luke's, Luke's game. That's a yeah. Perhaps that's a record. That sort of uh, distance between the first appearance and the second. Oh, maybe it is. Jim. Who knows? Maybe it is. Uh, Sporting's last sub, Rodrigo Ribeiro, sixteen years old. Uh, was born in the same month. <laughs> wow. Isn't that quite something? Yeah. Hey, but, but speaking of youngsters, though, a few Man City youngsters on show, Andy. We saw uh, CJ Egan Riley starting at right back. James McCatty came on for Phil Foden at half time. I mean, Pep Guardiola obviously likes to use a fixture. It's essentially a dead rubber, really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got to respect the tie. And also, you don't want to be in a situation where if you played your complete second string, although their second string would probably get some sort of result, you suddenly go 2-0 down, you're a bit like, hmm, yeah. you have to make a few subs just so it's not too nervy. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 5-0 was such a huge margin. That's that's right. One um, unlikely starter, mm. I, I, I guess, which was Egan Riley. But I don't know. It, it, it was interesting the way that in the pre-match, all the sporting players said, well, obviously we mm. can't go through, but what we can do is XXXXX. The only person who couldn't admit that was Guardiola. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, we haven't won it yet. It's like, come on, come man. Come on, Pep. Come on. Yeah, but that's you you've got to do it. I I I thought he was um I thought you I thought he's fair to say that because you, you can't stand there even with a margin like that and go, Well, we're obviously through. Like, you no, just, no, you just you're, no, you're, you're right, you're you don't right have to you say can't. that. Unless you're Paris Saint Germain, you can't do but that. But he's I'm going to go as far to say, I don't want to say he's the greatest coach of all time. What I would say is he is the greatest patronising patter on the head Definitely. of unthreatening opponents yeah, of the, all time. Yeah, yeah. Give it, that's not saying nothing. Yeah. Bear in the past, you've had Sir Alex, you've had Mourinho, you've had some top quality, mm. like patronising patter on the heads of yeah. unthreatening opponents. But I think he is clearly the best and he's not even finished his career well, he could get even better at it he could get better at it I mean there was only one occasion I remember off the top of my head when Ferguson you know gave his thoughts on uh, you know when he thought it was all wrapped up the league and it was very early days I think they'd beaten Arsenal 6-1 sorry to remind you of that Jim I think it was in January or February was it February yeah. okay and and they were a, a lot of points clear uh, and of course they won the league at a canter it would yeah 2001 it, that wasn't it right okay and he said in the post-match, he said, well, I think it'll be impossible for Arsenal to catch us now. And the, and the interviewer said, oh, so you think you've, you've, the league's wrapped up? And obviously Ferguson realised sort of what he said and then smiled and went, no, 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 I said it was impossible for Arsenal to catch us. <laughs> and then, of course, they were the only ones challenging them at the yeah, time. Yeah. You know? So that was, the, uh, it, it was one occasion I think I could remember. Um, but I think Guardiola, yeah, you're right. He, Guardiola loves a non-threatening opponent. You know, when, oh, I just... I love the way they play. They came here, they play football in the right way. If only we could play like them. Yeah, but you've just dicked on them. Yeah. Matis Nunez is one of the best players in the world, etc. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of bollocks. With no disrespect Nathan to him, he's excellent. Mm. But, Nathan yeah. Redmond knows what we're talking about here. So, uh, indeed, I mean, I'm just it's enjoyable to see uh, how he'll mess it up uh, as they go forward. But, I mean, really, if you look at the way Manchester City are playing... And of course, having reached the final last time, you know, we talk about PSG bottle jobs and so on. Manchester City, there was that sort of perceived glass ceiling, wasn't there? It was one of the things Guardiola said when he took over at the club. It was obviously they'd won the league under Mancini, you know, they got that monkey off their back. But in Europe, it was still poor performances. Mm. And Guardiola tr trying to breed this winning mentality in the Champions League. You know, you still had empty seats at the Etihad for some Champions League nights. Now, I know there's a number of reasons for that, whatever. But he was trying to turn it around. They got to the final last time. He obviously overthought it a lot, but still, it was a fine performance from Chelsea, and you can lose a final to a very, very good opponent. I think that's a really good point. I think 
the one thing that Leonardo has said in the last couple of years that I would agree with. Okay. That if you're getting to the final and or semi-finals mm. in successive seasons, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm. Because you know you are a hostage to fortune. It's yeah. still. It's still an open competition. Southgate's England amongst the biggest clubs. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's not unheard of, is it? Liverpool did it. You know, lost in the final, went back and won it the next year. It feels like a mm-hmm. horrible mountain to climb, but it's yeah. you know, as you say, it is that winning mentality? And clubs in the position of Man City, where they are, they, they're bred for success. Mm-hmm. They expect success. They don't feel the pressure in the same way. No, but will he learn, Jim? Will he learn? No, he absolutely won't. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe he will. Maybe maybe this is what it takes for Guardiola to scale that mountain. It's scale the mountain, get all the way to the final, make a weird team selection, yeah. and then go back and then don't yeah. make a weird team selection, and then you win. Maybe mm. that's how he has to do. You this. know how you bring on like sometimes a goalkeeper for a penalty shootout. Yeah. You know Tim Krill in the hundred nineteenth mm. minute. Do you reckon he should just like you know hand it over to Juan May Leo for for the final? What do you reckon? <laughs> I Andy, I I. I I sincerely hope so. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is what so Scott Carson starts the final. Yeah. Now we're there we go. Now there we're we go. Will Scott Carson, after that performance, Andy, will be will he be thinking third choice for Qatar this summer? <laughs> That's the spirit. Or have we still got Tommy Heaton locked down on that one? We shall see. Speaking of uh, Qatar, everybody, big news. Big news. It's it's reportedly that England's uh, players, relatives and partners, uh, they'll apparently all stay on a luxury boat in Qatar uh, well, just you know, I suppose just off Qatar uh, for the duration of the tournament. Um, this is to apparently get round the uh, drinking law, so they can all have a bit of a booze up on the boat. Jim. Are you looking at Jim so intently because his favourite music video ever is Rio by Duran Duran? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I wondered why I was subconsciously uh, yeah. thinking about Jim and this, and that, and you've just you've it's very Rio it. actually, isn't it? Um, it's also. Very ITV2. Presumably there will be cameras on this boat. We all want to see what happens here, right? That's what we want, Jim. We want an ITV2 production, not an ITV4 production. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's all sold in with the right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I, I just, you know, what's is it, is it Gareth's party barge, Andy? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, it's Barden, Barden all over again. Yeah. You can imagine the ITV coverage. They will just cut to the boat every now and yeah. then of everyone watching. Is that Sven in the background? <laughs> Less said about that, the better, I think. Right, everybody. That's the, you absolutely don't think that at all, do you? <laughs> That's the last thing you think. First and last. Uh, right, everybody. Uh, yeah, well, we, we do look forward to that, of course. Um, tonight, uh, Premier League action. The aforementioned Chelsea will face Norwich. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know. It, it will. Tuchel said, didn't he, about, you know, the players are asking questions. They're going to ask a lot more questions now, you would think. But they're still going to beat Norwich. I was going to say. Well, I think Chelsea are heavy favourites, but it's easy to forget that Chelsea, uh, sorry, Norwich did actually beat Chelsea in the Premier League as recently as 1994. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sorry. Uh, not over yet, is it? History is important, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah, no. All joking aside, that is an ideal fixture for Chelsea. Yeah, given the circumstances, I, yeah, it and it's away from home. As release well. some tension. <laughs> yeah, you go up to lovely Norwich, pick up your three points, um, and uh, and there we are. Shame though that Reese James is out with an injury after being back. Mm. Can I go as far as to say I don't want to watch Chelsea without Reese James? Oh, I, I love watching him so much. I think I, I, this phenomenal. is the ideal game for him as well. Yeah, because like he is. Turn, he, he could score out even Vardy-esque, Vardy-esque maybe in his in his shithousery as we've been discussing lately and Norwich is the ideal stage for I that I think you might be saying about Reese James being a bit of a, a bit of a shithouse because he he, look, he interviews very well after the yeah. game he comes across very very well but do you remember was it early on in his, well I say early on in his England career he's still early on in his England career hasn't that many caps but he got sent off against um, uh, was it Denmark 
in the UEFA Nations League? When it was like yeah. quite late on, was yeah, it, it was a bit of back chat off. or something. Yeah. Oh, after the, after the final yeah, whistle, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's already had a red card for England, and not that many players have no. red cards for England. Actually, if you look at the no, look it's at the statistics, very very rare. It's, isn't it? it is quite. Uh, there's, there's very few. Um, but uh, yes, we 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 shall see there. But um, huge game for Jesse Marsh's men uh, at Leeds United. They welcome Aston Villa. Oh, I tell you what, goals, goals no. in that game, Andy Brassel. No, nothing against uh, Aston Villa despite the um, email from earlier in the week from oh, yeah. flatmates. <laughs> but, uh, they've obviously got something against Aston Villa. But um, I really hope Jesse Marsh gets the points and I really hope that he does well. Because not only do I think he's a smart appointment for mm. Leeds, not only do I think he's, he's a good coach, but the, the amount of nonsense that he's had to put up with already... Oh, the, that, the, the huddle and that sort of stuff. And the <clears> way he's dealt with it has been absolutely expert. Mm. You know, if, if, if you look at the press conference before this game against Aston Villa, where he goes, oh, I thought it was hilarious and ridiculous. Mm. And he takes it down so economically. Yep. Mm. No wasted words. Yep. So, I have to yeah, say, I wish him all the best. I'm not a huge fan of a huddle, if I'm honest. Right. So, but I don't think that before, you know. Well, is it only Celtic are allowed to do it? No, no, no. I don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really care for any team uh, doing a huddle. But I think with Jesse Marsh, when he's being questioned and like he's someone asks him about Ted Lasso and all this kind of stuff, yeah. he, he was. It, that's up there with stupid questions like when what's his name asked Kasper Smichel ahead of the semi final in the Euros. So is is it coming home then? Yeah, you know, like do you know uh, what I mean? Just, just like, yeah, it's just basic, isn't it? Like, the just, fact that you're that. You, the fact that you're in that room yes. means you should be of a higher quality than that question. Oh, it's a bigger error than Donna Rummers last night, <laughs> you know, comparatively speaking. Yeah. Um, but there we are. Uh, poor old Jesse. But yeah, Andy, so you're rooting for Leeds tonight. Fair enough. I think there could be goals in that one. Newcastle mm. travelling to Southampton. Talking to goals, boys. Get your, get your I don't know, predictors mm. in for that. Will they win the Champions League before PSG? Looks possible. Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think if you do, yeah. Only if they start Bruno Gimenez, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, he's not played that much, has he, so far? Well, he's not started yet, has he? Yeah. That, you must be disappointed with that. I'm th- not as disappointed as him. When are you going to stage an intervention, Tam, you, <laughs> you coward? Yeah. Um, That's annoying that they've still not even really used him. Yeah, they don't need to. They're no. flying well, with Shelby's athleticism, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. You know? They've not lost the Premier League game in 2022, which is quite something. It's remarkable, right? That yeah. is remarkable. They, I mean, they've got a chance to go 10 points clear of the relegation zone. So, uh, yeah, I mean, could things be If derailed? they go 12 points clear, I feel like they might actually go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do a callback. Uh, <laughs> marvellous, yeah. Well, um, I, I was going to say, could things be derailed, though? Because Eddie Howe admitted recently that a pint of Newcastle brown ale has never entered his body. <laughs> you know, That's not quite what he said. <laughs> The fact remains, Jim. The fact remains. Through no orifice of Eddie Howe. Um, That's as how he announced it. <laughs> Through no orifice have I ever imbibed a Nuki Brown. Next question. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not the kind of thing. Although I suppose when you think about Mike Ashley, who... <laughs> you know, on the terraces couldn't get enough of this stuff <laughs> plug it anywhere <laughs> you know it's it's textbook how to integrate with the locals yeah. isn't it uh, maybe they, they're relieved that Eddie Howe has not been 
consuming any Newcastle brown ale. I don't know. But that, that is the most unsurprising bit of news ever. He is the squarest manager in the Premier League. Oh, Andy. By don't. some distance. Well, he did say, ale is not really my thing. I had... I have had zero points of it. Thank you for reinforcing my point. Mm. A bit Michael Owen. Yeah, is ale your thing, Andy? I mean, you're not a drinker like me. Has it ever been your thing? Maybe you had too much and now you don't drink. Um, No, ale was never really my thing, no. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, Jim, is the only drinker in the room? Uh, No, I'm more of an Archers man. Are you? Yeah, just just Archers for me. (laughs) (laughs) And Baileys. You and Sven. Archers and Baileys together. (laughs) If I'm really pushing the boat out. The perfect combo. What a night. What a night. Squarest manager. I'm not having that. Who's squarer? Who's squarer than him? Ah, uh, Rafa's gone, isn't he? Rafa's a bit square. Rafa's quite square, yeah. But like in a, like, it doesn't mean to say in a bad way, because it's hip to be square, of course, as Huey Lewis Absolutely. proclaimed all those years ago. Well, Jim, you have a think about that. Um, mm-hmm. While uh, we talk about the Europa League uh, this evening, West Ham uh, are playing Sevilla. Andy. The beautiful city of Seville. You are a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of it. Anyone who's been there is a big fan of it. You take in the sights, the lovely weather, the beautiful food. And why not have a bit of a punch-up while you're there, as West Ham fans are currently doing, some of them? Yes, with Eintracht Frankfurt fans who were there for the game against Betis. Bloody hell for Last night, which was pretty It's quite depressing. I mean, it's depressing wherever it is in the world. Yeah. But when you're like, like, surely the novelty... Even, I mean, surely your 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 nature should stop you from doing that. But the but the sort of the novelty or the or the or the excitement of being in a beautiful foreign city, taking in the sights, da 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 da. Like, what are you playing at? Yeah, it's anyway. pretty pretty grim. But um, the the majority of West Ham fans who are having a super time out there, yes, um, will enjoy it. I think they'll enjoy it a lot. It's a great away trip beautiful city mm-hmm. and I actually think West Ham have got a chance of getting something out of this. Well, yeah, Sevilla yeah. have a lot of players missing, don't they? A lot of key players as well. So well, They've just been looking worn out for weeks. That's really why they haven't been able to keep pace with Real Madrid in the mm-hmm. La Liga title race. I mean, overachieving oh, what a shame. in yeah. second, uh, eight yeah. points behind now. They're really uninspired at, at Alaves on, on, on Friday as, mm-hmm. as, as well. So I think it's a good time despite the fact they don't get beaten very often well, Andy, for, for West Ham to go there and get something. Yeah, and they thought it was a good time to play Real Madrid in the Champions League. It's their tournament. You're yeah. playing Sevilla in the Europa League. Yeah. Okay? If, if you beat them, though, you've basically won the whole thing. You get you? your own you, little you, you you're get you're a little invincible trophy. if you can beat yeah. them in the Europa <laughs> That's League. That's right, yeah. It is West Ham's first knockout match in uh, Europe since 1981, by the way, which is quite something. It was Cup Winners' Cup, of course. David was Mar- that the same year that they played Castilla, Real Madrid B? Oh, I don't know. I mean, because that, that was a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, they got yeah. hammered by um, a Georgian side around that time. Uh, I think it was uh, probably Dynamo Tbilisi. I can't think of any other Georgian sides. Um, but I think that was maybe, uh, yeah, we, we, certainly in the, <laughs> the early 80s. Uh, but David Moyes has called it the tie of the round. Big, big talk from David Moyes, isn't it? Tie of the round. Yeah, well, I, I think he's right, because well, Sevilla are involved. True enough. And so is Anthony Martial. Yes. Nice for him to have another swing at the Europa League. Serial Europa League winners. World Cup winners. It is the tie of the round. Was he in the French squad for the World Cup? No, no. West Ham won the World Cup. (laughs) Forgive me, sorry. The the main thing we should be taking in here Uh is if West Ham get a result, everyone will just be able to replay that meme of David Moyes with the headphones on, getting the instantaneous interpretation when he's at... um, 
Real Sociedad. Yeah, but I like he... nodding his head to bad boy for life. Yeah, but is he easy going to be offered <laughs> I'm in, some I'm crisps, for Andy? <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to see. Well, look out for that, everybody, because we certainly will be. Um, it's going to be a good one. Squarest manager in the Premier League, Jim? Did I we have th- a consensus? I think Andy's right. Is he? Yeah, I do. I think maybe Graham Potter is a possible no um, candidate. Potter would be but a laugh to go for a you pint think? with. Yeah. yeah. Jules Breach isn't having that. (laughs) No, she's not. I'm dead now, aren't I? I'm absolutely dead, mate. Anyway, you're you're also modelling your current beard on Graham Potter. I am. You're a couple of junior James Hardens, and I'm here for it. Jim's is more um, Frankie Boyle. Yeah? Yeah. Equally as funny. And shocking. (laughs) Uh, There we are. What a note to finish on, eh, Jim? Mm. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network, of course, on tomorrow's show. I'm back with Vish and Andy. Big. Big, biggity big. Woo! Oh, well, who's going to be playing in the game? Who's going to be hosting the game? Find out tomorrow, everybody. It's going to be great. We're going to mention uh, West Ham and Sevilla, of course, because we'll know the result by then. And no doubt, we probably will talk more about um, uh, uh, Chelsea and, uh, and and the Bramovich uh, situation, because that will have perhaps unfolded. We what, shall see. What Marcus is saying is come back, people. Yeah, for Come back now. to us. Mm. Tune in tomorrow. Not finished yet. As they used to say. All right. Nice one. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you tomorrow. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.